1: Uh, Today, we've got Greg Farah talking about discipleship. It's a fantastic interview. Uh, You know, we don't talk a lot about discipleship here uh, at the Unseminary Podcast. What we do talk about are things that often, you know, you just don't learn about in your ministry training, and so today's episode is no exception to that. Greg is talking about
0: discipleship
1: in the real world. Uh, It's just just packed full of some great insights. So listen on in and join me at the end because I've got a resource I want to share with you.
0: This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they in seminary.
1: Well, we were in for a real treat today. Uh, we've got Greg Farah on uh, the Unseminary podcast. Greg is uh, a new friend, somebody I've met over the last year or so, and uh, he is a pastor at Shelter Rock Church in Long Island, New York. Now, I hope it's okay that somebody from Long Island is talking to somebody from Jersey. I hope that doesn't cause too many problems
2: today, Greg. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll be good. We'll be good. We're nice to Jersey people.
1: Yeah, we're first brothers in Christ, uh, you know, and so we'll be
2: Okay. <laughs> That's a good reminder, I needed that. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Shelter Rock, tell us about your church. Sure, yeah, Shelter Rock is actually about 50 years old and started in a community called Manhasset which is maybe like 20 minutes outside of New York City, so a real commuter village. And about um, uh, 7, 8 years ago, uh, Shelter Rock uh, ran out of space and had the opportunity Uh, to connect with a a church about a half hour further east from the island and so uh, we started a a second campus that's in Syosset and so we're a multi-campus church looking to start our our third if we can find the right location and you know that's that's a a quick overview probably between the two campuses there are about a thousand adults that are there each Sunday nice and and what's your role at Shelter Rock I'm currently serving as the discipleship pastor, so uh, both um, from the spiritual growth components, but then also you know, assimilation-type processes, just helping people connect. Nice.
1: Well, you know, you know, I know a lot of churches um, struggle with discipleship. It's the kind of thing that, you know, hey, our, you know, people might be coming to our church, and but you know, I think if every pastor is being honest, they've sat back. Um, either in their office or had that late night kind of lying in bed at night wondering, is anybody actually growing in their relationship with Jesus uh, at our church? And so, you know, have you ever faced that? What's that been like
2: for you guys at Shelter Rock? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, a a question that we were long asking, and uh, my position is this is actually the second year I'm serving in this role I, I was doing student ministry previously but my position was created for that reason you know we kept asking the question is is anyone growing and uh, sure we could point to people who were growing but there are far too many uh, folks that we felt like just that they were just coming in going out and there was no significant life change, and we weren't offering them a strategy an opportunity a way to do that so uh, my position was created and you know here we are now what were some of
1: the kind of you, you know if you remember around that time some of the kind of evidences or like things that kind of happened or, or stuff you noticed as a leadership team that gave you you know the kind of evidence to say hey we've got to
2: change something here I, I, th- I think uh, uh, just complacency like we felt a real sense of complacency. Uh, overall, again, there were certainly wonderful things that were happening, but there were far too many folks that were, were comfortable. Mm. Uh, and um, and then we just looked in the mirror and recognized, hey, we're not doing our job. Uh, we're putting together great service, and we've got all kinds of opportunities for people to do things, but there's no real strategy behind it. There's There's no real impetus to, to get people to, to move and and we're not helping so that we had we looked in the mirror uh, and and we looked you know, in the congregation
1: yeah totally so what were some of those first you know changes you made or some first steps you made you know, to towards being a kind of church that actually helps people take steps towards Jesus
2: well the the first was just let's you know, we we're, we want to make disciples so what are we talking about? You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a great slogan about connecting people and helping people you know, uh, love the Lord, but what does that really mean? And so we defined a disciple uh, for us. Again, our, kind of our mission statement is to lead as many people as possible into a joyful and growing relationship with Jesus. But what does that mean? So we said, okay, a disciple uh, has, has three traits. It's, it's someone who loves and lives for God. It's someone who cares for and connects with those inside the church, and it's someone who invests in and invites those outside the church. So those three characteristics, we said there, there's our bullseye, now we have something to start with.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's very good. Now, now, What have you done around each, each? The, first of all, that's some great language there, I'm sure there's people that are pausing this now, oh, we'll get it back up and <laughs> listen to that again. Uh, but what have you done on each, each of those three areas to kind of help encourage discipleship? Well,
2: um, I, I I will answer that, but for us uh, for for us taking a, a next step, it was all right, You know, what's a strategy for right. us to be able to um, to to do that? And so we really identified. You know, there's three kinds of faith that that people have in that pursuit to love and live for God, care and connect, invest and invite. And we said, okay, there's a private faith where really it's it's you and God. You know, this is where we develop the habits to become more like Jesus. So, you and God. Then there was a, a public faith. We said, you know, this is you and a friend. Uh, this is where you commit to a community of, of believers. Uh, and then finally there's a, a seeking faith, which is you and a question, where we encourage people to pursue answers to spiritual questions. I think that's one uh, you know area that we are afraid of as believers and then as a leadership to encourage questions because we fear, oh no, you know people might think I'm not spiritual enough. when in reality, uh, we we need to ask questions if whether we're a not yet believer or a new believer, or a growing believer, we should always be at a, a place where we want to know more about God. We want to know more about how to connect others with God. So that being said, you and God, you and a friend, you and a question, three types of faith. Uh, and so what we did with the, the uh, you and God, or private faith, we introduced spiritual disciplines. You know, this is what it means to connect with God by yourself, whether you're at home getting up early, you're out taking a jog, you're um, commuting uh, you know, to and from work, you, know, you, you can connect with God, you can fill that time strategically and, and constructively. Uh, and, and and you know interrupt me at any point. Otherwise, no. It's, yeah, it's good. No, this is good. Keep going. So the 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 you and the friend or the uh, the public faith. This was the care and connect component. Or you know, for us, the primary strategy is the uh, is, is our community groups. Mm. Uh, our community groups, and um, we we also have um, like a midweek Bible study. We also have a midweek. Prayer service, and so we were saying we want you to connect. We want you to be known outside of of the large group. So um, that was our, our our primary strategy there. And then for the seeking faith, the, the you and a question, or really the invest and invite, we talked about uh, Alpha. We have we have Alpha, and that's a. That's uh, been a growing ministry you know, for us mm-hmm. um, and then also con- connecting that back to the spiritual disciplines of you know, are you uh, investing in, in relationships with, with folks outside the church? And you know, we, we talk about you know, asking what's the next question in that relationship? Which is not always. Are you ready to accept Jesus? (laughs) The next question, next appropriate question, is, Hey, you want to come have dinner with me and my family? You know, let's just right, 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 right. So that's a a broad brushstroke over those areas.
1: No, that's that's very good. Now, now, what have you done on uh, kind of backing up on the spiritual disciplines piece? I think that's a part that I know at our church we've you know over the last couple of years we've kind of been doing these campaigns, these forty day campaigns to try to help people really take one you know spiritual cam- you know discipline around fasting and they really focus on that. But what have you been doing to try to encourage your people to take steps you know closer in their uh, kind of spiritual disciplines?
2: Yeah, um, there there's a couple. Actually, I I, I guess I'd identify three things. Uh, One, at the the macro level in terms of uh, a church-wide movement or such. In January, we're actually going to do a year-long read-through-the-Bible campaign. And so that's going to be our our Sunday teaching. We'll encourage um, dialogue on that at community groups. And we'll have a reading and and journaling plan, et cetera. Very cool. So that so that'll be that, but then um, bringing it down, we encourage people to take uh, a class, a spiritual growth class that we call Connect. Uh, it's 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 really part of our membership process. Uh, we have three C's: uh, celebrate, connect, and contribute. The Connect is the the spiritual growth component, kind of the you know the two oh one from the baseball diamond model, and really that is just where we say here is um, uh, an illustration, which is we I basically adapted the, the Navigator's Ministry you know, wheel. Okay, yep. uh, you know, Christ is the center, the rim is our faith in action, and instead of the four spokes, we have six different spokes of, of this wheel, and each of these you know, is a, a, a habit um, you know, to, to develop. And so we talk about each of those and offer resources um, you know, for each of those to, to do that. And then the third component would be our community groups that we're regularly talking about hey what are you besides the curriculum the content that we're going through here what's going on in your regular time with God what are you hearing from God how do you see God you know working if that's a complete uh, uh, void in your life well let's let's you know, be let's be honest and let's pray about that so we can encourage you in that so those, those are three ways Okay, very cool. Uh, now,
1: the just a just a bit of a sidebar on the community groups piece. I know a lot of churches struggle with actually getting people in mm-hmm. to uh, community groups. What's your process, you know, and just kind of in the, you know at the twenty thousand feet level for yeah. moving people from Sunday into community
2: groups? Well, you can add us to your list of those who struggle. <laughs> uh, but we we decided to uh, offer essentially t- trimesters. Um, Basically, of the four quarters of the year, we offer community groups three times, three times a year. So not during the summer, but we have a you know a big push in the fall, a big push in the new year, and then a big push right after Easter. And so that's that's we we decided to do it that way. So we are ringing that bell uh, a number of different times during the year. Of hey, this is important. This is a value, and we're you know for weeks leading up to it, bringing attention to it, having inserts here's the the variety of different groups that are, are uh, taking place. Uh, in our, our messages we encourage our teaching pastors to talk about their community group. Hey here's something that we talked about you know, this week, or this question was raised in our community group. You know that type of thing. Um, but then I'd say the other piece, uh, kind of on the other side of it, is we've just tried to work or do a better job of coaching and encouraging our, our leaders. Okay. So there was there's more of a, um, uh, a template so to speak of what we're looking for in groups and and as we defined a, a disciple this year we've, we've defined hey these are the traits, the, 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 the characteristics of a healthy community group leader and so uh, about quarterly we'll gather the, the troops together and review one of those and so we're trying to improve them from the inside as, as well. Right. Nice. Okay, um, now how do you get, obviously you've been making some shifts here
1: uh, in the discipleship side of uh, the equation at Shelter Rock. Um, what have you done to try to kind of get buy-in with the leaders um, at your church? How's how that process going?
2: Yeah, and you know for, for me, I, I, I'd say the, the leaders there, there's two levels. There's our staff leaders uh, and, and then there's our you know, ministry leaders uh, and you know, you'd kind of hope that it would just be one group of ministry leaders but for us because this is brand new we're still creating buy-in amongst the staff and um, uh, you know in theory everyone says hey this is great <laughs> Who's against discipling people? <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> but the reality is because we haven't done anything, anything strategically everyone did what was right you know, in his or her own eyes, and so they've had their own little system. <laughs> That's a great Bible verse. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> so, I've been working hard to uh, to say, hey, here, you know, we really want to be stacking hands here, speaking the same language. Uh, so, you know, for me, I've just been in- encouraging staff wide. Um, about a month ago, I actually sent out an email to our our. Pastors, you know, quick quiz: Who can define uh, what a disciple is at Shelter Acture? <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, we had some some fun with that. So that's you know a kind of a personal thing where I'm uh, beating that drum at staff, and our executive pastor's been really supportive. He brings that up. Uh, so bit by bit, there you know there's there's more buy-in. But wow. then amongst the the leaders, uh, both ministry leaders and um, you know, just Leaders within the congregation. Uh, it's it's us having the face to face conversations. It's us. Um, well, a good example is with our community group leaders. N- you know, now all of a sudden I'm saying, hey, these are the characteristics we're going for. These are, um, you know, the, the the specific times during the year when we will meet. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? You know, we've we've always done it this other way. Right. And so right, 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 you know, right, right, what do you mean we have to get together for training? I've been. Leading, you know, <laughs> 10 years, Jesus was in my community group, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, those are some frequent and sometimes difficult conversations where I'm just trying to express, you know, the heart. Here's why we're doing this. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's, everything, this is brand new for us. Mm-hmm. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're in our second year, and I feel like we're making great progress, but we got a long way to go (laughs) Too
1: cool so now uh, is it working you know tell give me a sense of your kind of process for reviewing you know what does that look like how do you um, you know how are you kind of tweaking the system as you're working on it
2: yeah yeah Uh, great question and you know for us a a big part of this is review 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 you know how are are we doing and so again we're looking at 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 two levels both as as a staff overall are, are we getting it not just us around the table but in the church is are we beginning to see a culture shift but then with with the group leaders so starting with the group leaders uh, again a brand new thing is we are trying to provide regular um, or get regular feedback from them and, and we, re- we request regular feedback and some are, are quick to give it but others you know I have we have to chase them down but just interacting um, with them uh, one I mean, one good example is i got an email from from someone talking about their community group that they decided to take a chance and get involved in one and um, how you know they've been going to church for years and in you know the the four sessions the one about one month that that group has been meeting they've developed more significant relationships in that one month than the Previous you know, three years, and they've been at the church.
1: Oh wow! So that's, you
2: know that's obviously encouraging, in, in but we just want that multiplied, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. So, um, uh, so the review around uh, the table at, at staff: How are we doing? What are you hearing? What What are the sticking points? And then the the review, regular feedback with with community group leaders and, and such. How are you gaining
1: that feedback? Is that like using like an online tool, or is it just in your kind of one on one conversations? What does that
2: look like? Well, in in terms of interacting with um, the, the, our, the, our the church, leaders themselves, yeah, the ministry yeah. themselves, yeah. Uh, we our um, uh, church database we use um, uh, CCB Community Church Builder. Yep. And so they have a. Uh, a vehicle where there's an attendance report for for groups, and you know in that attendance report they can say, you know, here's here's what's going great, here's the struggles, etc. Uh, so we encourage them to to use that. And for those who do, it, it's quick, it's super helpful, and it's great. But uh, you know, far too too many. Uh, I mean, you're in 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 Jersey, our part of the you know the <laughs> country. Everyone's a skeptic, and Big right. Brother's watching over me, and you know so there's there's uh plenty who aren't using that and so for those we just have to you know personally reach out and and interact and chase people down <laughs> and that's a little slower and a little more frustrating but that's just part of the process of starting something something new but the goal is that we'd have everyone provide some online feedback and then be able to follow up with a phone call or coffee but right now for the, the bulk of it is uh a lot of phone calls and coffee.
1: Yeah, nice well, maybe it'll shift uh, mm. you know in the in the coming years. This has been uh, fantastic. I love as you were talking earlier, I just I wrote down that love, live, care, connect, invest and fight. I love that. Mm. Um, that's a great I think little rubric there um, you know for people, a great kind of language nugget um, mm. you know in today's uh, podcast. Uh, anything else that, uh, you know kind of on discipleship?
2: what are you doing at shelter Rock to help people take steps uh, towards mm-hmm. Jesus? Um, you know, two quick thoughts r- related to those three traits. Really, that was uh, kind of the second step because I I, I should have mentioned the uh, the microscope for us is we actually, if you're familiar with uh, Randy Frazee's um, uh, Connecting Church, I think yep. is the name of the book, came out years ago. He's got a list of, uh, I think it's 37 traits of a follower of Jesus. Uh, and so we've adapted that and so that is was our microscope here's the we have 30 30 traits. here are the 10 beliefs the 10 virtues 10 practices that we want folks in our church to know but then to simplify it we said okay what's the what's the big picture well it's love and live for God care and connect invest and invite so that was kind of the memorable component that we sought. but we're looking for example I teach a, a discipleship class that we have started called essentials and you know, I in the beginning we hold up this 30 traits list and say, "Here's here's the goal. Here's where we're going to go. Uh, we're not going to do it all in 12 weeks. <laughs> right. it, you know, it could be several semesters. But as we go through each lesson, you know, here's what we're focused on, focusing on. So each of those traits. Um, the other piece that I'm actually really excited about that we haven't launched yet, uh, but uh, in terms of uh, this is something that could be used in a small group or uh, really a one to one mentoring, um, or for us i 'm thinking after alpha before the essentials class is a um, a, a curriculum called a life worth exploring and it 's essentially a six month study on the life of of Jesus uh, three months go through the Gospel of John you know, and, uh, and then w- j- journaling through it, and then three months uses uh, Josh McDowell's more than a carpenter book, so just wanted to zero in on who who is Jesus, right? Um, so that's that's a tool that we haven't launched yet, but that I'm excited about using.
0: This is the UnSeminary podcast: stuff you wish they taught in seminary.
1: All right, well, we've entered uh, my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. Uh, Greg, what is a ministry or an online resource that you've been using uh, these days that you know is helping you in your ministry?
2: You know what I I really like uh, ministry. Briefing, uh, boy, ministrybriefing.tv is is the website, and I can't think of the exact resource that they call. I'm drawing a blank, but it's a weekly uh, update that they provide, giving hey, here's what's happening in the world, uh, in the church world, in in the world world, uh, and here are uh, you know hundreds of, uh, of, of of links and summaries. That of of each link that you can use uh, in your teaching and your preaching, uh, in your in your leading. So ministrybriefing.tv, it's a a great resource.
1: Yeah, that's put by put together by Todd Rhodes and Matt Steen. They do a great um, job. It's yeah. uh,
2: it's a great job for sure.
1: Um, what's a book you've read in the last six months that's had an impact on your your ministry and why?
2: Mm. Uh, Andy Stanley's Deep and Wide has. Uh, been super super encouraging especially through the whole process that we just spent time talking about uh, just the, the reminder that we can uh, be both deep and, and, and wide and um, just really rethinking how we communicate in the church uh, helping everything being, uh, being accessible to people of all spiritual interest levels so I, I love that resource Nice, yeah,
1: that's definitely a must-read. Yeah, that's a fantastic book. Um, is there another ministry out there that you know you're kind of looking to these days, and you're you know kind of inspired by, and, and why is that? Uh,
2: you, you know, when um, I first thought about this, there I, I thought of this church in Utah. It's called South Mountain Community Church, uh, and I, they come to mind because I am so inspired by them. they are, I think, about two thousand people multi congregation, but they 're actually the second largest church in the state of Utah, wow. just because the obvious you know challenges of of, of doing ministry there and they 're just yep. right outside salt lake and I just love their story and I, I just get goosebumps even now, just just thinking about you know these are folks who are who are pioneers and reaching out in, in amazing uh, ways uh, uh, ministries like um, oh, um Mm, drawing a blank again, but yeah, no, that's great. Um, uh, but w- w- you know, where they deal with you know, alcohol, alcoholism, or any kind of abuse, in- instead of uh, you know dealing with you know, alcoholism, that's not an issue in Utah. But they actually have a support group for uh, women coming out of polygamous relationships. It's like, oh, wow! You know, this this is real. <laughs> it's yeah. not just a, a, a TV show. So anyway, I've right. just been inspired by what they're doing. Huh. That's amazing. Uh, if you could get
1: 15 minutes with any leader that's alive today, uh, who would you want to talk to
2: and why? <clears throat> that's easy for me. Uh, uh, Chuck Swindoll. I mm. just love uh, Swindoll and certainly the, the depth of uh, his theology, but what I love is the ease of his communication. You know, he takes these eternal truths and just, just puts them on a plate and there's just these aha moments. And I just love, he's the master of it, and I love learning from him. Nice, very cool. All right, so when you're not
1: out uh, discipling everyone at your church and you're just <laughs> trying to kick back, uh, what do you do for fun? How do you, how do you just relax a little bit?
2: Yeah, the typical in terms of like reading and, and movies, but uh, I'm not a big runner, like distance runner. I've never done a marathon and don't inspire, aspire to. <laughs> I do love running, and just out here on Long Island, there's a bunch of trails that I can run on, and so it's, it's quiet, it's private, and that's where I can think and pray, so I, I love doing that, especially this, this time of year where the leaves are changing and such. It's beautiful. Wow, nice. Very cool. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you being on the show today. If
1: someone wanted to get in touch with you, uh, how would they do that? They want to learn more about you, and also, you know, you're also an author, right? Tell me a bit about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, well, gpfarrah.com is, is my website. Um, GP is Greg Peter. There's another story about how that come, came about, but gpfarah.com, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I blog on there, at uh, gpfarah is uh, uh, my, my Twitter account. Uh, but yeah, I've got two books. Uh, there's a series that I started called the 52 series. Uh, 52 ways to grow your faith and 52 reasons to believe. Um, currently, working on 52 Reasons to Question Your Faith. And so, they're, they're, they're 52 short chapters, two to four pages each. Uh, so, again, I, I wanted a resource that could be uh, assess, accessible to people of all spiritual interest levels. If you're not a believer, a new believer, it's perfect. If you're a growing believer, it's a great discipleship tool or reminder review for your faith.
0: Cool. Very cool. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for being on the show and hope you have a great week. Thanks, Rich. Bye-bye. Take care. This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary.
1: Thankful that Greg agreed to come on uh, the show today. It was a great uh, episode. Thankful for him. Uh, You know, in the show notes, there's a bunch of information with links to everything we talked about today. You can see that at unseminary.com. But also, there's also a link to an article I did a while back called uh, Six Ways to Use Social Media to Encourage Discipleship. And it might be, you know, provide some interesting insights to kind of uh, augment what we talked about today. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Go into this weekend and help uh, draw them closer to Jesus. Help those people take steps closer uh, in their faith in Christ. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next Thursday on the Unseminary Podcast.